Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's give Lord a clap of praise. Hallelujah. Oh, let's give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Are there any victorious people in the house of the Lord here today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Can anybody declare I am victorious through Jesus? I've got the victory continually from the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody shout and give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Come on, it feels good in the house of the Lord. Let's give him praise that he's worthy of. Hallelujah. Amen. Thanks be to God that always gives us the victory that causes us to triumph in his name. And everybody said amen. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, we're going to turn open to the book of Matthew chapter 5. Man, I also want to say it's good to have Sister Vicki Lopez in the house of the Lord with us today. Praise God. Amen, amen. Matthew chapter 5 and verse number 5. And then we're going to be turning over to the book of Psalms chapter 37, beginning in verse number 1 through 11. Amen. I've been excited, amen, for the last several weeks to get back into this. Amen. It's been burning in my heart. And I uh, really hope that it is a blessing to us here tonight. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 5. The Bible says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Let's read that together. Ready? One, two, three. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Amen. And then if you have your Bible, Psalms chapter 37 and beginning in verse number 1. Psalms 37 and 1 says this, Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. That sounds like inheriting the earth to me. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. That sounds like inheriting the earth to me. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospers in his way. Because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Amen. Don't fret. Don't worry about the people that seem like they're getting ahead even though they're doing the wrong thing. Amen. I, I felt that frustration a time or two myself. How about you? I have felt frustrated because it seems like people that aren't doing right seem to get the advantage. But the Bible's telling us don't fret yourself when you see that happening. Just wait and trust in the Lord. He says this, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. For evildoers shall be cut off. But those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while and the wicked shall not be. You just got to wait a little while. Amen. Time's on your side if you're doing the right thing. You ain't living right, time is not on your side. But if you're living right, time is on your side. Amen. For just a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. It will cease to exist. Amen. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. And I want to talk and teach and speak to us tonight on this subject. Blessed are the meek. And if I could give this a subtitle, I would subtitle it this. Strength under control. Strength under control. Would you set down your Bibles and let's pray as a church. I believe that God's word is already speaking to each and every heart here today. 
And I believe that, God, you, you've deposited this in my spirit. God, that every word that I've read, everything that I've studied, God, you've been putting this into my spirit, God. And I pray, help me, amen, to, to put this before the people, God, and put this down in our bones, God, down in the very DNA of our being, God. We give you praise and glory and honor, Jesus. I pray for a spirit of meekness, amen, to flow through this house in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Blessed are the meek, strength under control. The Bible declares that the meek shall inherit the earth. In stark contrast to what we talked about several weeks ago, to the poor in spirit inheriting the kingdom of God, the meek will inherit the kingdom of God. Of earth. Amen. This is something that is not just for our future, but this is a principle for our today. And everybody said, Amen. I want you to think about how contrasted this is to the world view. This is why you've got to grab your Bible and you've got to be a student of the Word because there is a world that is pushing their paradigm and their perspective off on us through their media, their social media, amen, through whatever means of news that they can. They want us to have their world view. But I don't want to see the world through the lens of, uh, uh, through CNN, amen, for those that are quick to shout amen. I don't want to see the world through Fox News that just hired a transgender by the name of Bruce Jenner. I don't want to see the world through the lens of fallen humanity, but I want to see the world through God's lens. Amen. And this worldview that they've got seems a little different than what Jesus just told us and what he quoted from the book of Psalms, chapter 37. It seems counterintuitive that the meek would inherit the earth. In our culture, we would think to ourselves that it is the mighty, not the meek, that would inherit the earth. We often think that the powerful or seemingly powerful men are the ones that would inherit the earth. Those who are aggressive at all times, assertive at all times, seemingly uh, we would think that it would be those that are forceful, those that are abrasive, those that are arrogant, those that are boisterous, those that are loud. We would think to ourselves it would be the conqueror. It would be the militaristic. It would be the dictator. It would be the political. It would be the revolutionary, so on and so forth, that would inherit the earth. But none of those is true. None of those inherit the earth. It is the meek that inherit the earth. Amen. This would probably have come to a shock to all the Jews that were listening that day because they all had this viewpoint of the Messiah that he was going to overthrow the Roman yoke of bondage. They expected their Messiah was going to come riding on a white horse and take the earth back by force, and he was going to come with a sword in his hand ready to divide, uh, amen, the people of God from the peoples of this world. Amen. They thought he was coming in on a war horse. Little did they know, Zechariah would declare and prophesy, and it would be fulfilled in the New Testament, that your Messiah is coming, amen, meek and lowly, riding on a donkey. There's people that think Jesus was going to show up on a war horse, but he showed up on a donkey. I want to tell you, Jesus is eventually going to come back on a war horse. Hallelujah. Eventually, Jesus is going to split the clouds, and he's not coming back meek and lowly. Amen. He's coming back to do business and to do war. But this is not how he was going to come into the earth. He was coming meek and lowly. Amen. Riding upon a donkey. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28, Jesus explains his purpose. He says, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. Speaking, amen, primarily, amen, of the soul, but also speaking to those that are under the burden of Roman rulership. He says, if you come unto me, I will give you rest. 
Take my yoke upon you. I know you've got the yoke of the Romans. I know you've got the yoke of sin. I know you've got the yoke of religion and the law. But if you take my yoke upon you, he said this, the part we often miss and we don't quote. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Everybody say, learn of me. Amen. We are not just, amen, coming to church so we can exchange burdens and exchange yokes. Amen. I want to tell you how it happens. It is not, amen, a transaction that happens, uh, amen, just with a wishful thought. It comes from learning about Jesus. This is where we get the exchange of burdens and the exchange of yokes. What did he say to learn of him about? He said, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. There's something about meekness that gives us rest. There's something about meekness that gives us strength when we had none. There is something uh, that we can learn in the meekness of Jesus uh, that will encourage us when we are feeling burdensome. There is something in the meekness of Jesus that will help us. And everybody said amen. The meek shall inherit the earth. The worldview of meekness is often misunderstood and mistaken for being passive and being docile. When I say the word meek, some might even think meek as a mouse. However, meekness is not a weakness. Meekness is in fact a heroic quality. It is a virtue that can be exercised both towards God and towards man, and it involves self-control. The basic element of meekness is self-control, or what we would use this word, equilibrium. Everybody say equilibrium. Equilibrium simply means the full and complete possession of all of the faculties of one's being. It is an inner mastery. You want to know where rest comes from? It comes from self-control. It comes from learning about Jesus and reigning yourself in. Hallelujah. I know this is fun teaching here tonight. I want to tell you where rest really comes from. It's not necessarily from shouting on a Sunday or on a Wednesday. I thank God for those moments, but I want to tell you where true peace and true rest really comes from. It's when you get an understanding of the meekness of Jesus and it starts getting applied to your life and the areas where you're out of control, God starts helping you rein those things in and the areas that were chaotic are no longer chaotic, where you were burdened you're no longer burdened because you exchange that burden, uh, amen, for the burden that Jesus gives. Amen. Meekness is an inner mastery. The Greek word for meek here in this context is pros, which is translated strength under control. Everybody say that, strength under control. It has been said that in the ancient Greek army they would wrangle wild horses and bring them in to train them for war. Not many possessed the strength or the willingness that was to obey that was needed to be utilized by the Greek cavalry. Amen. Some were made into pack animals and some were simply discarded because they were just too unruly. But those that qualified after being broken in were said to be pros. They were no longer unruly. They were no longer rebellious. They were no longer out of control. These war horses, or what they would be called, these pros horses, or as we would call it today, these meek horses, would now charge into battle under the complete control of their masters and would maneuver according to his commands. A meek horse was one that kept its strength but placed its strength under the authority of the one that tamed it. The meek shall inherit the earth. Amen. The pros shall inherit the earth. Those that have come under the dominion and under the authority, under the yoke and the burden that Jesus places on you. Amen. Those are the ones. Amen. That will inherit the earth. Aristotle once said that the pros person 
is the one that has the virtue of the mean. That's a math term, which means you take all of the factors. Amen. You add them together, and then you divide them by the number of the factors. It's not direct. It's, it's what would be true middle. Amen. Uh, and it's the one that has the virtue that's in the true middle between two extremes. If recklessness was on one side and cowardice was on the other, it would be the prosperous person that is characterized by a steady courage right in the middle. For example, a meek person does not shy away from taking a stand. Rather, this meek person takes the stand at the right time with the right people in the right way. He or she submits and constrains power for the greater effect on self and on others. When Jesus said, blessed are the meek, uh, he was using a militaristic term. Uh, it was strength uh, under control. Uh, amen. It wasn't just strength, uh, nor was what the world would say. It was not weakness, uh, but it was strength under control. Power under authority. Formidable determination in the face of constant onslaughts by the enemy. Amen. You want to know how you're going to overtake in your family? You want to know how you're going to overtake in your Christian walk? You want to know how you're going to inherit the earth, if you will, the terra firma in which you are standing upon, the terra firma in which you live in? It's going to be from those that in the midst of chaos and the midst of constant onslaughts by the enemy uh, they remain intact uh, they remain in control oh somebody ought to give God praise here today come on we ought to give the Lord some praise strong and powerful yet under control and willing to submit it's not hard to find strong people. It's not hard to find strong wild horses. In fact, if somebody asked me, said, how do you define the people of Nevada? I said, well, Nevada defines itself. We got wild horses. Amen. Here's the benefit. Let me just tell you what it is at first. That at, at the beginning, they seem unruly. Amen. At the beginning, amen, they seem a little wild, a little crazy. Amen. But but if you get one of those wild horses, amen, as they do at the prison, they start to tame them. Amen. They get under control. They can eat what normal uh, horses cannot eat. Uh, they can run faster. They can live in different conditions. Uh, amen. I want to tell you they're better and they're stronger. I want to tell you what kind of people I'm preaching to here today. I'm preaching to people that are strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. You can eat what other people can't eat. You can digest what other people can't digest. Amen. But it's not just about your power, but it's about your ability to be meek. It's about your ability to have strength, but to bring it under control and to bring it under subjection and to bring it under the dominion of Jesus Christ. Somebody ought to give the Lord some praise here today. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Come on, I'm preaching to strong people, not weak people. I rebuke every lie of the enemy that said you're weak. You are not weak. In fact, you're the contrary. You're strong. But the areas where you're failing and falling are the areas where you have not submitted your strength under the control and under the authority and under the dominion of Jesus Christ. The meek, the pros, shall inherit the earth. Oh, somebody ought to love him in this house. I feel Jesus. I came to teach, but I feel a preach on me here tonight. Hallelujah. If you can get yourself under subjection, get yourself under the Lord's control, you're going to be more powerful. You're going to be stronger. You're going to be better. You're going to grow. Come on, let's praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The humble willingness to do whatever your master commands you to do. That's meekness. And it doesn't, it, it's a strength to be able to do that. Amen. You, there's people that are strong, strong willed. Amen. I'll put myself in that category. Often stiff necked. Amen. You just need a good chiropractor. Hallelujah. Help you out. But there are times, amen, that the best people are the strongest people. I, I know that we've been taught the opposite. Amen, that, that God only uses weakness. But that's not true. Hallelujah. 
Well, God only used David because he was some uh, poor little shepherd boy. Nobody knew who he was. And, and, uh, and God uses his weaknesses. Last time I checked, when Saul needed an evil spirit cast out, he said, bring me somebody who can play skillfully. Hallelujah. Last time I checked, when he slayed Goliath, he didn't use Saul's armor. He didn't use Saul's sword. He used something he'd been practicing with for a long time. I want to tell you, God can use you at your strengths too, but you got to let yourself come under the dominion. It takes meekness to allow yourself to come under the dominion. My gifts, my talents, my ability, my time, my talents, my treasures, all of that has got to come under the command of the master in heaven because meekness is a quality or an attitude of heart whereby one person is willing to accept and submit without resistance to the will of the master. Amen. It's not easy to be meek. Amen. If you are if you are attempting to be meek here today, you're on a noble path. Amen. I think that's something we all ought to try to do after tonight's service. Amen. It's a noble path. Amen. And it's also a path that will lead you uh, to overcoming. It is a path that will lead you to conquering. It is a path that will lead you, amen, to inheriting every promise that God has for you. I have seen people that were more gifted, more talented, stronger, if you will, that had more of anointing and more of a calling upon their life if we were able to measure, in, if we could measure such a thing. Amen. It seemed like they had so much more strength, so much more ability. I had a friend that was uh, probably 30th generation Pentecost for all I know. He had everything together, was of the tribe of Benjamin, circumcised the eight day. I don't know what he was. He just had it all together. Dude could sing. Guy could preach. He had it all. Preached his first message. Sounded like a conference at the age of 12. And Amen. Had it all together knew most of the Bible, could quote you the book of Romans, the entire, amen, uh, epistles, uh, amen, knew most of the Old Testament to heart, uh, amen, and he had it all together. He had every bit of strength, but he would not bring his strengths underneath the dominion of Jesus Christ. And God is not looking necessarily for people that are weak, nor is he looking for people necessarily that are strong. He'll use anybody He'll just use you where you are willing to submit yourself and to bring yourself under subjection, uh, amen, and bring yourself under the authority of Jesus, uh, amen. God can use a donkey as long as the donkey will bring itself under subjection. Uh, God will use a rooster to crow at Peter's, amen, altar call as long as that rooster will commit itself, uh, amen, and God can use you and God can use me as long as we are willing to say, God, I'll bring myself. Uh, under your command, I feel Jesus. Amen. Let me just talk about this for a moment. What meekness is not doing. Jesus is not commanding his people to be passive, non-confrontational, or feeble. Amen. That is not what meek means. Let me talk about pride, what I call pride or reverse pride or false humility. Pride. Pride comes before a fall, a haughty spirit before destruction. We all know, amen, ego and, 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 and pride and a haughty spirit and all of those things, amen, they, they lead to a path of destruction. Amen. There, there, there's those things that we all have to fight against pride. We all have to fight against ego. We all have to fight against, amen, these ideologies. But what is it? It is an overestimation of oneself. It's when you think of yourself Amen. You do not have true self-awareness and you think you are here when in all actuality you are here. Hallelujah. We all know about that and it is preached and taught that we've got to avoid it. Amen. And I think that's right in order. But there's also false humility, which is nothing more than reverse pride. And that is to view yourself lower than you really are. Well, hallelujah. I'm teaching something maybe you haven't heard in a while. Amen. To view oneself lower is just as big of a trouble to view yourself too high. Hallelujah. Because if you view yourself too high, you can't be meek and you won't inherit the earth. If you view yourself too low, you won't think there's anything to bring under God's subjection and you won't be meek and inherit the earth. Amen. God has not called us to think too high or to think too low. Amen. God has called us to see ourselves as we are. 
Hallelujah. Let me just talk to somebody for a moment. You are allowed to be confident. Hallelujah. Amen. You do not, you are not bound by your insecurities and you do not have to project your insecurities out on everybody else. Uh, amen. You can be freed from that today. Uh, amen. I want to tell you there's, you don't have to, to belittle yourself to seem like you're meek. Uh, you don't have to belittle yourself, to, amen, to seem as if you're humble. Uh, amen. Nor do you have to exalt yourself to make yourself seem like you're something. Uh, but you can walk, the Bible says, circumspectly, uh, amen, as you are. Uh, God is calling us uh, to be meek. Uh, God's not calling us to be weak uh, or overtly strong. Uh, God is calling us to walk, uh, amen, circumspectly as we really are, to walk in our reality. Uh, amen. And if we'll do that, we will in fact inherit the earth. Amen. God did not call us to think higher or lower of ourselves. Instead, God has called us to be humble and to be meek. I'll talk about humility at another time. But they're really just two sides of the same coin. Meekness has been contrasted with humility. Amen. Humility simply refers to an attitude of oneself. You can't have meekness without having humility. Because you've got to have the pr appropriate view of yourself. Amen. Humility is not to think less of yourself. Hallelujah. Amen. Some people think what's the reverse of, of, of pride. It's not humility. No, that's not it. No. Amen. To think. Amen. It's seeing yourself as you really are. Amen. When you have an attitude towards yourself that is, is according to truth, amen, according to reality, amen, that's humility. Somebody put it best. They said humility is not to think less of yourself. It's to think of yourself less. When you're humble, you're not thinking about yourself, amen. It's not about you, amen. It's not about your abilities or inabilities. It's not even about you. Uh, if God called you, go. If God said do it, just do it, uh, amen. It's not about you, Gideon. Well, I'm the least. I'm this. No, he didn't call you to belittle yourself. Uh, some people got the idea that they've got to whip themselves on the back and do penance. Well, I'm just a, a rotten slug of a sinner, oh, Lord. If you could use a wretch like me. Uh, last I checked, the Bible says that we have been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So don't beat yourself because he was already beat for you. Uh, don't try to act humble. Amen. Just be humble. Don't consider yourself at all. And if God has called you, he's already empowered you to do it. I don't know why I'm off on that tangent, but somebody needs to hear me tonight. Amen. It is God, humility is referring to an attitude of oneself. Amen. An attitude towards oneself. Amen. A restraining of one's power to allow room for others. Whereas meekness refers to the treatment of others in light of how you see yourself. I want to tell you, we'd fix a lot of problems if people saw themselves the right way. Hallelujah. Let me say that again. We'd fix a whole lot of problems in the church world if we saw ourselves as we ought to see ourselves. Hallelujah. If we see ourselves too high, we belittle other people. If we see ourselves too low, we're but grasshoppers in our sight, therefore we are on everybody else's sight. And we don't fulfill the plan of God and the will of God. But if we could come to the knowledge of what we really are and what we've been called to be and what we've been called to do, I have a belief that we will in fact inherit the earth. I have a belief that what Jesus said is true. Hallelujah. With the wrong view, we look at Psalms 37 and we do the opposite of what it says. We would fret ourselves because of evildoers. We'd see people that don't look or seem like they should get promoted or helped. We see people doing the wrong thing, lying, cheating, stealing, and think, how are they prospering? As the Bible would declare in the book of Psalms, my foot almost slipped when I considered the prosperity of the wicked. It seemed like they were prospering. In Psalms 37, it seemed like they were prospering. But God said, just wait on me. Just trust on me. Just keep your eyes on me. Don't focus on all this other junk. Amen. Walk as you are. And if you'll do that, you'll inherit the earth. If you'll do that, things will work out for your good. If you do that, things will work out for your benefit. I've seen people that see the prosperity of the wicked and they see themselves from too low of a position that they start thinking, maybe if I start doing some of the things they do, Hallelujah. Maybe if, I, well, I don't need this conviction in my life anymore because it doesn't seem like it matters. Amen. I want to tell you, God's watching when nobody else is watching. Uh, let me say that again. I came to, 
I came to preach, teach, preach. Amen. God's watching when nobody else is watching. God sees you pray. God sees you fast. God sees you open the word. God sees you turn the other cheek. God sees you forgive. God sees you keep on going when you feel like giving up. God sees it all. But if we're not careful, we'll start looking around ourselves, uh, amen, and we'll start belittling ourselves uh, and think, well, maybe, uh, amen, that's why the Bible says, fret not yourself to do evil like they do. Don't give up your meekness because you feel uh, as if it's not helping you. Uh, Don't give up your walk with God because you feel like it's not prospering you. Uh, He said, you just keep waiting on me. You keep trusting in me. And you will inherit the earth. uh, And it will work out. And things will come to pass. Amen. Man, we are, as Christians, we are not called to be doormats. If you want a doormat, come to my front door, not my office. (laughs) Praise God. If you want a doormat, amen, it's not going to be found with the people of God. We will turn the other cheek. We will love. We will forgive. But do not get it twisted. Hood's not just a last name. It's a lifestyle. Somebody said when you're a professional, but you can turn hood real quick. Just because somebody turns the other cheek doesn't mean they're weaker than you. You know what? Somebody put it best. They said, fear the one that is the quietest in the room. They said, fear the one that's drinking sweet tea in a storm. Fear the one that's just like Jesus, asleep on a pillow at the bottom of the boat when everything's going wrong. You know why? Because that person's got meekness. That person's got confidence towards God. That person knows God's got it all under control. I'm not even going to fret about it, not going to worry about it, not going to stress about it. Hallelujah. You got to fear that. Don't fear the person that looks like a bodybuilder. Well, first off, don't swing on nobody. But if you're going to, don't, don't, don't fear that guy. He's probably on roids. Fear that skinny guy that knows how to fight. Amen. You, you, you know, this, you got to be careful when you come to church. You don't know what kind of background some people have. Don't, that's why the Bible says lay hands suddenly on no man. <laughs> you got to be careful when you lay hands on people. You just never know what they might do. They might start swinging. Amen. Uh, but, but you don't know. Amen. That person that is operating in meekness has a strength you can't see. They have a power that you can't observe. But they are confident in that strength. They are confident in that power. And they've got it under control. They're like a war horse that's got a bit in their mouth and a master on their back. Uh, Amen. That's the one that you should really be afraid of. Uh, Not the one that can fly off the handle. Amen. As soon as they hear something they don't like or see something they don't like, uh, you got to fear the person that's got patience. Uh, you got to fear the person that's long-suffering. you got to fear the person, amen, that will just give it a little more time uh, because as I said earlier, if you are meek, time is on your side. You, you got to fear the one that's playing the long game, not the one that's looking for a quick win and a quick fix. You got to fear the one that's got an end game in mind and they've got a plan to finish what they started. You got to fear that person. Oh, somebody ought to give the Lord some praise. Come on. Hallelujah. Amen. God didn't call us to be doormats. Instead, When God says that the meek shall inherit the earth, it's those that have a strength that's under control. Instead, we are called to develop our God-given strengths as a martial warrior develops his abilities. Some people think to be meek, they've got to be weaker and weaker and weaker. To be meek, I've got to be the easily offended Christian. Uh, Amen. To be meek, I've got to be the person that uh, always has a problem with somebody else because I'm the meek Christian. No. In fact, it's quite the opposite. Uh, It's the one that you never knew you offended them in the first place. Uh, It's the one that won't hold it against you if you do it five more times, six more times. Uh, It's that one that you don't realize there's a strength. uh, Amen. That's being reined in by 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 the... the master in heaven, uh, amen, he's the one, uh, amen, that meek person's the one uh, that's training the ability to hold their tongue. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I think it's good that we speak in tongues. I think it's right. Paul said, I speak in tongues more than you all. Amen. But don't speak in tongues on Sunday and gossip on Monday. That's not meekness. That's weakness. Amen. A, a meek person is one, amen, that can speak in tongues but also forgive. Hallelujah. Amen. With a proper understanding. Amen. A meek Christian is the one that lives their life on a knee that is bent to the one that has ransomed their soul. The meek one 
understands I've got a master you can't see, and I've got a strength you may not see. Meekness and gentleness, properly understood within their right biblical context, are calls to develop an intense and passionate devotion to the things of God, the teachings of Scripture, and the glory of Jesus Christ so that we can develop a formidable strength within the arena of spiritual warfare. We've been called to be war horses, church. We've been called to have a strength, amen, that God has called us to have. And God just wants to make sure that he's the one in control of the strength. Let me preach and teach to somebody that the word of God, Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is quick, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing and dividing the asunder of soul and spirit, joint and marrow, and it is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Yes, it's a sword. Hallelujah. But the meek understand it's not only a sword, but it's a scalpel. A sword's great. For when you're fighting the enemy, it's not so great when you're fighting your spouse. <laughs> Amen. A sword's great when you are fighting an enemy, but it's not so great when you're in surgery. And knowing how to rightly divide the word of truth and knowing how to rightly wield this weapon that is more powerful than anything we've got. This word is more than something you hear on Sunday and Wednesday. This word is a lot more than just religiosity. This word's a sword, and it's a scalpel, and it's sharper than anything else. And the meek know how to use it. Amen. I used to think that witnessing was blasting people with Scripture. Walking in to a, to a Trinitarian church at the age of 16 and got the pastor and 30 other people, and I'm just blasting them with Scripture. Don't do that. It's not going to work. Amen. Just thinking that if I can go in and start hacking people's heads off, uh, that all of a sudden I am going to be the meek and I'm going to inherit the earth. No, you're a warlord and you're a dictator. Amen. Some people, they want me to pastor like that. They want me to come in and start lopping heads off. Get them, pastor. I don't have anybody in mind. I ain't come to get nobody. If anybody I came to get, it's get me. Amen. I came to get me with the word. Get them. <laughs> I didn't come to get nobody. I came to get the lamb out of the lion's mouth. Because you can fight the lion or you can save the lamb. And you got to know which is which. You can wield the sword or you can wield the scalpel. One heals and one wounds. One cures and one kills. But you got to know the right thing to do. Amen. It is Jesus saying... That the wheat and the tares grew up together. Amen. And listen, it is inside of every one of us to go rip up the weeds. Hey, I got a garden. I'm ripping up weeds like crazy right now. I'm trying to get ready for that ladies' event. Praise God. Pray for me. I'm trying. I'm using every kind of weed killer I can. But don't use a weed killer on the plants. Amen. You got to know, amen, meek is, is strength under control. You, you don't just pull up everything in the garden because some things are going to produce fruit uh, and some things are going to be good. Amen. There's that, that, that idea that there's, you want to come through and you want to start pulling everything up and you got to lop off heads. And Amen. There's some people that think that's actually what it's all about. Amen. That's not what it's about. Uh, I want to tell you the kind of pastor I'm trying to be is not the one uh, that has a sword in my hand. Don't forget it. I got a sword on my hip, uh, but I got a scalpel in my hand. Uh, amen. The Bible says, cursed be the man that draws the sword but doesn't draw blood. Uh, amen. If you're going to draw the sword, you better be ready to hack some heads off. Uh, amen. But if not, you better get the scalpel out at all times. Uh, amen. And know how to wield it. Uh, amen. Know how to do the surgery. Remove the tumor. Remove the bitterness. Uh, get rid of this. Get rid of that. Uh, and then know how to stitch them up after you're done. Oh, I came to preach. Uh, amen. In the name of Jesus. But if we're not careful, we'll think, amen, that meekness is when we see people around us that are like weeds. That we got to hack them apart, pull them up. And not understanding that sometimes meekness is patience. And it's withholding the judgment which you think and you rightfully have the strength to fulfill. It's saying, I'm going to give that tree one more year. 
I'm gonna put it might be a little stinky of a year, but I'm gonna dung around that tree. And then Lord willing, that fertilizer is gonna help that tree produce some fruit. Hadn't done nothing in any while. Amen. I want to tell you what kind of church you're in. You're in a church that says, God, give them one more year. Huh? God, give them one more service. God. Amen. And he said, Lord, if it don't produce fruit, you take the sword, you take the axe, and you cut them down. That's why the Bible says of Moses, he was the meekest man in all the earth. Now, I don't think it was too meek because he wrote that about himself, but I don't know. Maybe it wasn't humble, but it was meek. Amen. Because he had the opportunity. I'm just talking here tonight. I hope this is real for where we're living. Amen. He had the opportunity. God said, I'm going to kill them all and start over with you. Oh, man. He said, no, no, please. Please don't do that. He said, no, Lord. It was within his power to obliterate all the people. It was within his strength, and it would have been considered right. But he said, no, Lord, please withhold judgment. I believe God was pleased with that because that's something God would have done. He just wanted to see what Moses would do. He came to Abraham and said, Abraham, I'm going to let you know what I'm going to do. Shall I hide this from my friend? When God tells you something or speaks something to you in prayer, it's not to gossip. When you hear something, it's not for you to tear down your brother. The Bible says you that are spiritual strengthen such a one in the spirit of considering yourself also. Something happens when you hear your brother or sister overtaken into fall. You don't pull out your sword. You pull out your scalpel and you say, Lord, help me. Uh, amen. To, I want to inherit the earth. Uh, those that win souls are wise. What's happening? I'm trying to make sure we don't kill the person. I'm thinking we can save this patient. I'm thinking we can heal this individual. I'm thinking we can restore such and one in the spirit of meekness. You know what meekness looks like? It's 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 David in the, in the cave. He's got Saul at his disposal, could kill him in a moment, so he has the power. But instead, he shows him, I mean you no harm. If you've got meekness working in your life, you've got strength, all right. But what you've really got working is control. God's got a bit in your mouth, and he's holding back the reins. Amen. And there's a time uh, where you come out with a scalpel, and then there's, there is always the time where you, you take out that sword. Amen. Amen. And you do cut some things down. But he said, let, let the wheat and the tares grow together, and when the time's ready, we're going to harvest them all. And the tares are going to be put over this way, and the wheat's going to be put over that way. And I'm sure the farmer, amen, in his, his, his humanity wanted to pull up all the weeds, wanted to take everything out. Uh, amen. He wanted to pull out his sword, and he wanted to cut down everything. Uh, but he recognized if I do that, I lose the harvest as well. Uh, amen. And in the church culture, we've got to be careful, amen, how we handle one another. we got to handle one another with meekness, uh, not just our strengths. Well, I got a strong personality. Rain it in. Well, I've got I've got some strong opinions. Rain them in. I came to preach to somebody. Well, I've got some strong thoughts on this, that, and the other. Rain it in. Amen. Let yourself let meekness come out. Amen. So that you might restore one another. So that you might heal one another. So that you might bless one another. Somebody lift up your hands and magnify the Lord. In fact, let's stand all across this house. Come on, this can be translated to life. This can be translated to your job. This can be translated to your marriage. This can be translated because Jesus is letting you know you'll inherit some things. Uh, amen. If you are slow to anger, uh, if you are slow to anger, uh, you will inherit some things and not destroy some things. Uh, if you will handle the word properly, you will inherit some things, uh, not destroy some things. Amen. James 1 and 21 says... Receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Nobody likes a know-it-all. But neither do they like a know-nothing at all. The meek know how to equip themselves for battle. Somebody put it this way. It is better to be a warrior in the garden than to be a gardener in the war. You got to prepare yourself for the day of battle. What are we doing on Wednesday night? We're preparing ourselves for battle. Not one with another, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, principalities. Come home. And powers, the rulers of weakness, spiritual wishes in high places. We are preparing ourselves. We are allowing ourselves to grow in strength and in power. Amen. So that when God is looking to use somebody, we're already meat for the master's use.
Somebody's going to pack a lunch, fish and loaves, and be ready for when Jesus needs to feed 5,000. Somebody's got to prepare themselves for battle before the war even starts. Somebody has got to prepare themselves for ministry before they ever get a phone call. Somebody's got to prepare themselves for revival before anybody walks through the doors. Somebody's got to prepare themselves, and it takes meekness to do that. The meek have self-control. The meek are humble and teachable. If you know everything, God bless you. You won't grow very much. I'll be the first to admit to you, I do not know everything. Some of you are very aware of the fact that I do not know everything. Amen. I'm like a jack-of-all-trades, master of none, supposed to be a master of one. But, amen, the meek are teachable. They are humble. The meek are leadable. Pastor, what's it going to take to be a successful Christian? Well, I can just sum it up in one word. Be meek. Amen. Take all I taught today and just be meek. But let me put it in other terms. Be humble. See yourself in the right light. Not from your deficiencies or your lack of self-awareness. Amen. This is hard. This is something we all work on. Be willing to be teachable and leadable. The people that say, I've got it all figured out, are the people that are done growing. I've, I've, I've arrived. I don't know what bus station you arrived at, but I have not got there yet. Amen. The meek are humble, leadable, teachable. The meek. They're not docile. They know how to be bold when it's needed. There is a time to stand up. There is a time to speak. There is a time, amen, to stand your ground. There is a time to pull that sword out. But make sure it's in war, not in a time of peace. The meek know how to forgive. But the meek also know how to apologize. The meek are confident, but they are not cocky. The meek are spirit-led. The meek do not think. They're not like the pride, the pride, the proud, uh, proud folks, the prideful, that say, I don't need God at all for anything. That's pride. And they're not like those that live below that say, I can't do nothing. I'm just a slug of a sinner. They're the ones that recognize, God, I have strength, but it's only meek and true strength when it's under your control. God, lead me. God, lead me. God, lead me. God, lead me. I hope that's our prayer tonight. God, lead me. There's people here today that God has given you gifts, talents, ability, time, talents, treasure, whatever you want to label it as, amen, and, and, and you've got it latent with inside of you. Uh, there's some things God is growing in you. God is helping manufacture in you, uh, amen, but it's only valuable if you can put it at his disposal and if you can put it in his hands. Let's lift up our hands and let's pray all across this building. Come on, let's pray. Come on, are you leadable? Are you teachable? Come on. Are you willing to let God help you have more control? Hallelujah. Come on. Are you willing to bring your strengths under God's control? Are you willing to bring your abilities under God's control? Are you willing to bring yourself under the master's control? Are you willing to be led by the Spirit? Are you willing? Amen. If God says you got to forgive, then forgive. If God's leading you to apologize, you know how to apologize. If God's telling you to hold your tongue, you hold your tongue. If God's telling you to speak with boldness, you speak with boldness. Whatever it is, God help us to be meek so that we might inherit the earth, so that we might obtain. I want to open up this altar. Would you come and pray? This is an opportunity for each and every one of us, amen, to say, God, I want to come under your rulership. God, I want to come under your dominion. God, I want to come under your authority. I want to come under your leading. I want to come under your guiding. I don't, I don't want to think I've got it all figured out without you. Amen, God, I don't have it all figured out without you. Without you, I might be strong, but I'm just wild. And God, if I can get you in my life, amen, things that are out of control come into control. Things that are 
amen, lost, uh, amen, that the power is no longer directed correctly, uh, amen, it's just going everywhere. Uh, God, you can redirect me uh, so that I might be uh, what you're calling me to be. Come on, let's pray. Come on, right now, we're saying, God, develop in me the strengths I need so that I can be meek. Amen. Develop in me the strengths I need so that I can be meek and that, God, I can put those strengths under your control. I can, I can put those gifts and callings under your control. Come on, maybe you're here today. And you've been, you've been out of control. You've been at the point of even rebellious against God. You could come to this altar and say, God, put that bit back in my mouth. Put that harness back on me, God. I'm coming under your authority, under your dominion, under your rulership. Come on, there's peace when you bring yourself under his dominion. Come on, there's joy when you bring yourself under his dominion. Come on, there is inheritance when you bring yourself under his dominion. Come on, that's it, church. Let's pray all across this house. Come on, be like Paul. I bring myself under subjection. Back under the rulership of Jesus. to be
Come on, let's love them all across this house. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's love them for just a few moments. We've been preaching and teaching this year about the year of favor, talking about the Lord's favor, favor with God and favor with men. The way we do that is through meekness, because we will inherit the earth. If we're going to win our city, it's going to be through meekness. I know of churches that come through on white horses, swords in their hand, bless God, we're going to have revival. And they hack everybody to pieces. That is not the will of God. We better off to riding on a donkey, unassuming. Don't really know, but we're here to help. We're here to love. People that are meek are there to serve, not to be served. Jesus, the perfect example. He said, I, you call me Lord and Master. He said, and this is right, for I am. Don't get it twisted. Even when Pilate gets ready to crucify him, he said, I could call a legion of angels right now. Don't think you're taking my life. I am laying it down. You think that I'm washing your feet because I am less than. He said, no, I'm your Lord and Master. You're right. He said, but I am doing this to show you an example of meekness. Serve one another. Love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, that they shout on Sunday, that they danced during the fast song and cried during the slow one. By this shall all men know you're my disciples. If you had 75 in church and they're not my disciples, you had 71. By this shall all men know you're my disciples if you dress nice. By this shall all men know you're my disciples if you have love one for another. What is that? That's meekness. Jesus knew Judas was about to betray him. Jesus knew that Peter was about to deny him. And he still washed their dirty feet. He had the ability to just get rid of them. The power. But there was a control. That said, power is only good if it's in control. We are, we are blessed with the lights here. How many enjoys the fact we got lights? Thank you for your giving. We got lights. But electricity out of control, we would not be in this building here today. Power out of control is not good. Anybody like a nice breeze on a hot summer day? Okay, how many likes tornadoes and hurricanes? Now, hear this great counseling. Be a gentle breeze to your spouse. Don't be a hurricane. Praise God. Take it or leave it. It's all yours. The Bible declares, put on, therefore, the elect of God, holy, beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another. You know, y'all had to forbear my preaching tonight. Forbearing one another. Forgiving one another. If anyone have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so do you also. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. Nobody wants to be perfect. Starts by being meek. You might have the ability to destroy your brother or sister, tear them down. What about being a little long suffering? You want a definition for long suffering? Suffering a long time. Amen. Well, they stepped on my toes. Suffer through it. Forgive them. Well, preacher, you keep preaching on stuff I don't like. Well, I, I ain't going anywhere, so suffer a long time. With meekness, saying, God, 
I want to receive the engrafted word of God so I can grow stronger, so that there's more of me that you can use. And God, I pray, Lord, that you'd help me, amen, to love my brother, to love my sister, God, to show forth a servitude mindset, God, one to another, amen, that you would be, you would be glorified so that when people around our city, amen, our, our, our world, if you will, amen, see it, amen, we inherit our world. We inherit this earth. Somebody lift up your hands one more time and let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you today. We thank you for your perfect example of meekness. You were not weak, God. You were not weak at all. You were strong, but yet you, you showed yourself as weak to us, God. Amen. That you allowed yourself to be reachable and touchable for us, God. Amen. And I thank you for that. You didn't have to do that. You could have just sat on your throne in heaven, amen, and, 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 and still been God and still been good and still been loving. But, God, you came down low and humble and meek, God, amen, to come amongst men the likes of us. Uh, and, God, you saved us. You redeemed us. You loved us. You forgave us. Uh, God, you, you, you helped us. Uh, and God, I pray, Lord, that you'd help us to, amen, have that same spirit, amen, one to another, and have that same spirit in the kingdom of God, and have that same spirit with our city, God. Uh, I pray, Lord, that meekness uh, would be common around here, that meekness uh, would be the very essence of our being as a church and as a people. In Jesus' wonderful name, in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. Shake hands, be friendly, love one another, forbear one another. Amen. Suffer long with one another. Amen. Be meek with one another. God bless you in Jesus' name.